0: Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish your scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, Obeying God. B, believing in God's word. E, evolving your kingdom walk. And Y, using the Holy Spirit. So, if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 28 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I dive deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host, Holy Spirit, in. so let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on this platform another week. I want to thank you for every single listener who is tuned in. And I thank you, Lord, for the words that you have given me today. I thank you, Lord, for the strength that you have given me to get back on this platform. And I thank you for the resilience that you have instilled in me. Lord, I pray that your mighty power continues to push me, your mighty peace continues to help me go by. And Lord, I know that without you, I am not able to do anything. So I allow you to come into me and give me all of the strength that you have so I can complete the mission that you have given me. I thank you for trusting me with this mission. And I pray, Lord, that I am able to play this mission out exactly how you intend it. Thank you for the life purpose that you have given me. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, people are able to heal more in their failing journey. And I want to pray that anyone who has failed, I pray that this resonates with them. And I pray that the words that you have given me are able to penetrate into them And so they have some life-changing moments, Lord. I pray that through this episode, there are no technical difficulties. And I'm able to get through all of the nuggets that you have given me. And I'm able to hear any new nuggets that you have. Lord, I invite you in and give you total control of this episode. And Lord, I pray that as the listeners are listening, they listen with your ears. They listen with your heart. And they understand with your mind. And Lord, again, I pray for way less of me and more of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion is used to big up God in any Great area that you have in your life or ask for prayer in any low areas that you have in your life we are always accepting high and low submissions so if you are interested in submitting any high and lows you can submit down below in the show notes or you can contact us on any of our social media platforms or you can send us an email to obediencepodcast at gmail.com we are always checking all three of those areas for your submission so please do not hesitate to reach out and let us know so I'm gonna go ahead and get into my high and low for this week so I'll start with my high I start with the good things first so last week I explained to you all I was feeling very weak and things like that and so I am happy to announce that I am feeling better I am feeling stronger I don't feel like those aching feelings in my bones, I did start on my vitamin D. Hold on, let me get it, because it's right here. I did start taking some vitamin D, so I do feel a little better. I am trying my best to be more intentional of going outside in the sun, because I know that that's the best vitamin D that you can get, but it is really hard, because I do work from home, and before I know it, it can be Thursday, and I haven't left the house in the daytime. I do leave the house at night, but it is really hard to get out there in the daytime. So I'm working on being better with it, but I do feel better. I don't feel as achy. I don't feel as tired. I feel more productive. So if you did pray for me, I really do appreciate it. I was able to feel those prayers and able to get my spirit lifted up in that. So I do appreciate you for praying for me. And I ask that you continue to pray for me in this area of my life. But as far as my low for this week, I got a story to tell y'all, okay? So if you listened to last week's episode, then you know that at the beginning of the episode, I put a disclaimer out just letting you guys know that my audio wasn't the best. And that is because the enemy was very upset that I got on this platform and I spoke against failure with the hopes of encouraging anyone out there who has failed because the enemy absolutely loves to use our failures against us and make us think that we're not qualified anymore and so this is a series that I can imagine he does not want to get out and y'all he was very upset so I stay here for over an hour and I recorded such a great episode and I was so satisfied when I hit end and I talked about in the last episode how it was a lot to get myself like in front of the camera that Sunday, but I had did it and I was very ecstatic about it. As I was cleaning up my desk area, I looked at my mic and I saw my mute button was red and I was like, when did that happen? And so I said, let me go check my audio to make sure that I did get some audio And when I checked my audio system, I didn't see any waves. I didn't see any audio waves. And I knew that my mic was muted the entire time. And my spirit plummeted. I was so defeated. I really was. I was like, I did all of that. I pushed and I pushed just for the episode not to be the best. And that was the perfectionist coming out in me because I hate to have bad audio. I invested money into this mic to have great audio. I was like, should I re-record?" But I wanted the episode to stay as genuine as possible. So I didn't want to go back and re-record and try to think of everything that I said before because I don't make lots of notes anymore, y'all. I kind of make bullet points and I let the Holy Spirit lead me. So I didn't want to fake, you know, all of that over again. And so I was really being tested On what I had just spoke about, like last week I spoke about people losing their strength and then literally as soon as I finished filming the episode, I was tested with losing my strength. The enemy definitely tried to make me lose my strength and just not want to do it anymore. But when I was back there in my room and I was just like feeling so defeated and so upset and felt like I couldn't do this anymore, it was pointless. Holy Spirit whispered to me the same thing that I had just said in the past episode. When you forget where your strength comes from, that's when you lose your strength and then you fail. And I was like, okay, I literally just taught a whole episode about making sure you don't lose your strength. And here the enemy is trying to make me lose my strength. But I wasn't going to let that happen, okay? I was not going to let that happen. And I pushed forward and here I am today talking to you guys. (laughs) So, praise God about that. But I put that in my low moment because I do want y'all to be in prayer for me regarding recording this series. Like I said, the enemy does not want this to get out. And I feel like more things are going to come my way. And I just need your prayers for strength in me during this time. I can already sense like... That spirit of I don't have anyone, I don't bring any value to anyone, I can definitely feel those thoughts steeping in. But that's when I just get in my word more. That's when I just start to study more. And that's when I speak the thoughts of God into my life and not what the thoughts of the enemy has given me. So I have the tools, but, of course, prayer is always needed in that area. So definitely ask you all to pray for me during this time I am not going to let the enemy win. I am going to get all four of these episodes out so I can get the healing that I need. And not just me, but you all can get the healing that you need as well, okay? So if you all can be in prayer for me regarding that, I would be so very thankful, okay? With that being said... There aren't any viewer high and low submissions for this episode, but I do want to challenge you all, since we are in the Thanksgiving season, I want to challenge you all, if you are listening to this right now, to go ahead and submit a high That you all have for what you're thankful for this year I'm not going to dedicate an entire episode this Thanksgiving season to it But I do want to be able to implement what you guys are thankful for throughout the entire series So I do challenge you to submit the high and let me know what you're thankful for for this Thanksgiving season if I do get enough because that's why I didn't put it down, because I'm afraid I won't get enough. But if I do get tons of submissions, then I'll do a bonus episode, okay? Including all of those thankful moments, because I do feel like what we're thankful for should be screamed out into the world, so people can know how good our God is, okay? So I challenge you all to that. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into part two of our failure series. So if you guys did not watch the previous episode, I did explain that this would be a four part series where we're going to discuss the reasons why we fail. And then at the end of the series, we'll talk about moving forward from failure. So we're going to discuss the three reasons why we fail. So before we fail, we'll know those three reasons and then we can fight against that failure since we are aware of the reasons why we fail, just like I mentioned earlier, I was aware that if I forget where my strength comes from, then therefore I would fail because I would think that I don't have strength. But since I knew that, I was able to be like, no, I can rely on the strength of God. And so we're going to continue the series today talking about the second area of why we fail. And once we know why we fail, we can help to prevent that failure. And then In that last episode, like I explained, we're going to talk about how you can move forward from failure. Because failure is going to happen. None of us are perfect. So I wanted to give you the tools to fight failure. But I also wanted to give you the tools on how to move forward from failure. So in the reason we fail, I did bring up the definition of fail. Because it has the three reasons why we fail within it. So the first definition was to lose strength. Which I talked about in part one of this series. So go check that episode out. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the second definition of fail, which is to fall short. So let's go ahead and get into part two of this series. Like I mentioned in the recap portion, we are all going to fall short. We are all going to fail because none of us are perfect. That's why God sent down Jesus. He was the only person who was perfect. None of us are perfect. So even People who are reborn again, they are still at times going to fall short just because we are born of sin. When we do accept God, the sin is no longer a part of us. It's on us, but it's not within us. And we have to make the decision every day to rid ourselves of that fleshly part of us. So since we have that natural urge, our natural desire to fall into sin, we are all at one point in our lives going to fall short. And there is proof of this in the Bible. If we look at Romans 3 and 23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us are going to fall short. Even the most faithful can fall. So that pastor that you think so highly of, they fall short at times. That grandma that you think so highly of, they fall short sometimes. Me sitting up on this podcast teaching you all this Bible study, I fall short sometimes. We all fall short. I wanted to definitely reiterate all of that just to give you guys encouragement that when you fail, you aren't the only one that's failing. I know a lot of the times when I do feel myself, part of that condemnation that I put on myself is you have all of these people out here, Shay, who are living right and you can't even do it. I do say that to myself when I fail at times, but That's not true. Even the person that you look up to, you think is like the most holy, the most sanctified. They even fall short at times. We have to stop thinking it's so taboo that people fall short because it's not. Everyone falls short. So what I wanted to do in this episode is I wanted to give you all (laughs) some examples in the Bible of people that we all know from the Bible and we all know that were really faithful I want to talk about the times that they actually fell short because we see falling short in the Bible. Just like last week, I gave you examples of people who lost their strength. This week, I'm going to give you examples of people who fell short. And I made sure that I picked people who were very, very, very prominent in the Bible and people that a lot of people still to this day look up to as being very faithful because yes, even they failed as well. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to point out what made that person so faithful. And then I'm going to talk about their fall when they feel short. And then I'm going to talk about after the fall because there's always a time period after the fall where you can either choose to stay down there, continue to fall, or you can choose to get up and move forward from that fall. I'm going to give you all three people so let's get into the first person now. So the first person on my list is actually someone that I myself look up to a ton and that is Peter. I've said this before but if you guys do not know the logo of the podcast is a woman stepping off the boat and that is exactly what Peter did in the Bible and I've always looked at Peter's story, Peter's faith, as inspiration as I'm going throughout this ministry. Peter is one of my favorite disciples because we saw him being imperfect in the Bible, but we also saw him being strong and sold out for God. So that's one of like one of my favorite people in the Bible. Um, you know, of course, besides Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, <laughs> but definitely an inspiration to me. And also, I have my little computer right here. His name is Pete. He's named after Peter. But I wanted to talk about him first because he is such a huge inspiration to me as well. And then it's also proof of failure in the New Testament because we're going to go to New Testament and Old Testament. So this is failure in the New Testament. So let's get into the proof. That Peter was faithful first. So first of all, Peter was the first disciple chosen. Jesus had to see something special in him to have chosen him. But also, to talk about one of my favorite instances of Peter, Peter was the one who stepped off the boat. and I mean, he did, you know, go through a little period of time where his faith wavered, but he had enough faith to at least step off the boat. And then, if we look at Luke chapter 22, verse Thirty-three. We'll see how faithful Peter was. So he says, "Lord, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death." So it was happening at this time. Jesus had began to tell the disciples, "Hey, I'm going to depart from you at one point." And I'm not going to be here anymore. So he was starting to tell the disciples like what his fate was going to be. And in this moment, Peter was saying, no, Lord, like I am going to fight for you. I am going to go to the death for you. I am going to be by your side. Now, Peter's denial or Peter's failure, I should say, was predicted in the verse right after verse 33. So in verse 34, Jesus tells Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you deny three times that you know me. So Jesus already knew that Peter was going to fail. And just like Jesus knew Peter was going to fail, God knew that we will all fail. That was the reason why he sent Jesus down in the first place as we see in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So I've given you the proof of how faithful Peter was. So let's get into his fall, like I said, which was predicted by Jesus himself in verse 34 of Luke 22. But the failure of of Peter is found in Luke chapter 22 verse 54. That's where it starts and it's going to end in 62 if you're following along. So, so this is the same day that Jesus told Peter that he would deny him. These events that I'm about to tell you, they're the same day. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So, Jesus has been taken after Peter is like, I'm going to like fight for you. I'm going to stand 10 toes down. After Peter does that, they go to the garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is praying. And when Jesus leaves out, that's when he's confronted by the people who are going to take him captive. And Judas is also there as well. And so Peter sees Jesus taken off and he knows what Jesus just said he would do. But this is what happens. He forgets all about it. So verse 54 says, They seized him, led him away, and brought him into the high priest's house. Meanwhile, Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, and Peter sat among them. When a servant saw him sitting in the light and looked closely at him, she said, This man was with him too. But he denied it, he being Peter. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. Sorry to this man. So, verse 58 After a little while, someone else saw him and said, You're one of them too. They saw Peter. Peter says, Man, I am not. Just twice. Verse 59. About an hour later, another kept insisting, this man was certainly with him since he's also a Galilean. Verse 60, but Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Now, you guys, Peter had ample opportunity not to fail. So the first thing, he knew what Jesus had said. So in the moment when he had the opportunity to say, yeah, I know who Jesus is, He could have thought back, okay, Jesus said I was going to do this. I'm going to make sure I don't fail. But he had forgotten all about it. He didn't even think about it. So he missed his first opportunity not to fail. His second opportunity not to fail came when the woman said, I know that you know this person. And he was like, no, I don't. I don't know him. And then the third time he had the opportunity not to fail, he went as far as, cursing at the people. If we look at Mark's point of view, the gospel of Mark in Mark fourteen seventy one, it says, then he started to curse and swear. I don't know this man you're talking about. He stood down in his failure. He was adamant about not knowing Jesus. This is the same man who was the first disciple chosen. This was the same man who saw miracles happen Right in front of his face with Jesus. This is the same man that stepped off the boat. This is the same man who left his family to travel with Jesus. Very faithful. But we see in this moment, he fell short. Now, the one thing about Peter is he didn't just stay in his failure, he got up. In verse 61, When it says the Lord turned and looked at Peter, Peter remembered what the Lord had said. And do you know what he did next? He didn't just say, well, that didn't happen. You don't understand. It was a different circumstance. You know how some people do. They don't want to admit what they actually did. They just want to go on and give excuses. Peter didn't do that. What Peter did is in verse 62, he went outside and he wept bitterly. He acknowledged his failure. He didn't let the failure get the best of him. He went on to continue to be faithful. So if you happen to be, you know, of high status in your church or of high status in your family, you have people who look up to you from a Christian point of view and you fall, don't stay in that failure. Don't stay down. You can get back up. Acknowledge your failure. Get back up and move. Continue to move you can move on. Peter did it. Even Peter, Peter, the great, the great apostle, even he failed. But if you want more proof, I have a second person. So let's get into him. And that second person is oh father, Abraham, the father who we all came from the great and faithful Abraham. Now in this story, we're going to go through Genesis 15 through 17. So it's going to be a lot of turning, but we're going to start at 15, okay? Abraham is one of the most popular characters in the Bible. Now, I say character, but he was a real person, okay? But even in biopics, they have characters. So I say that word, but know that he was a real individual. So I want to give you all the proof of Abraham's faithfulness to god so i want to look at genesis 15 we'll start at one god says do not be afraid abraham i am your shield your reward will be great but abraham says to god lord god what can you give me since i am childless in the heir of my house is eliza of damascus that was his servant you guys so in verse three abraham continued Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Verse 4, the word of the Lord came to him. This one will not be your heir. and said, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. Now, the part in this story that shows how faithful Abraham was is verse 6 of chapter 15. It says, Abraham believed the Lord and credited it to him as righteousness. He believed the promise that God had given him. Now, before this, if we give some even background knowledge, before this, God told Abraham to leave his family and everything that he had known in this one country and just move to a place that he'll tell him. <laughs> God didn't even tell him the place. He just said leave. You know what Abraham did? He left. Abraham was a very faithful man. Now, there was a fall. Before we talk about this fall, I want us to go back to verse 3 because it's very specific and very important to the failure of Abraham. So in verse 3, it says, Look, you have given me no offsprings, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. But then in verse 4, the Lord says, This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your body will be your heir. The Lord was very specific. He said, no, 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 not the slave. It's going to be from your body. But in the process of waiting on the promise of his offspring, Abraham runs into failure. Turning to verse 16 of Genesis, Abraham's wife, she still hadn't conceived and so she goes to Abraham and she's like, Listen, I haven't bore any children for you, so maybe our Egyptian slave named Hagar, maybe she can have our child. And then you know what Abraham did? He agreed. Now, I just pointed out in the previous chapter. Well, God specifically told Abraham that a slave was not going to birth his promise. He said that the promise would come from his body. But Abraham failed in this moment and agreed with his wife. He went and he slept with Hagar. Hagar becomes pregnant and they do have a child named Ishmael. Hagar was a slave. An Egyptian slave. Exactly what God told him not to do. But in his moment of weakness, he failed. If we keep going in the story, he has his son, Isaac, eventually. And he goes on to do the great almost sacrifice that we know about of almost sacrificing Isaac. Showing you how much more faithful he became after his fall. It didn't stop him. It didn't stop his worthiness. It didn't stop his position in God or the position that God had for him. God still looked at him as this is the man who I gave a promise to. I am going to fulfill that promise. Now, I want to point out in chapter 17 where it shows us that he did not lose his status or his position with God. If we go to Genesis 17, Verse 17 through 21, we'll see where God reaffirms to Abraham. You still have the same position. I know you failed, but you still have the same position in my heart. Verse 17, Abraham fell face down. Then he laughed and said to himself, can a child be born to a hundred year old man? Can Sarah, a 90 year old woman give birth? So Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael were acceptable to you. He acknowledged his failure. He didn't try to hide the failure from God. If only Ishmael were acceptable to you. Verse 19. But God said, No, your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as a permanent covenant for his future offsprings. Permanent. God knew Abraham had failed. But he still wanted to do a permanent covenant with Abraham. And then God was even faithful with Abraham's failure. In verse 20, it says, As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will certainly bless him. I will make him fruitful and will multiply him greatly. He will father 12 tribal leaders and I will make him into a great nation. That was Abraham's failure that God was blessing. Do you know at times God will bless failure? Romans 8 and 28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now, I want to point out, every single failure that we have, God is not going to bless. But at times, God will bless your failure. Within your failure, he'll give you another revelation that will allow you to grow closer to him. He's not just going to leave you in your failure. You're going to see him somewhere in that failure. And at times, that failure will be blessed. Okay, so what gives us proof that Abraham just didn't stay in his failure, he just didn't stay down in himself are saying that he wasn't worthy or not believing that God would do the best that he could for him. What Abraham did in verse 22 says, when he finished talking with him, God withdrew from Abraham. And what Abraham does in this next verse shows us how he did not allow his failure to keep him down and he continued to be faithful. Verse 23. So Abraham took his son Ishmael and those born in his household are purchased Every male among the members of Abraham's household, he circumcised the flesh of their foreskin on that very day, just as God had said to him. Obedience, even after failure. Now, I wanted to point this out because me, myself, times in my life, I have been in the position where I say, I have failed in this area of my life. Since I have failed in this area of my life, I cannot continue to do this. I cannot continue to do this thing that God told me to do because I am a failure. I would allow myself to sit in failure and not move in obedience because I thought I wasn't worthy enough. I thought I didn't have the same position I had with God. But here in Abraham's story, God is showing us, even in your failures, at times I will bless that failure. but. Also, in your failure, you have never lost your position with me. Your position remains forever with me. And there is no reason for you to run away from me and not be obedient and not be faithful because I am here with you. I still want you. I still need you is what God is saying. So if you have failed, move past that failure and realize you have not lost your position with God. God still has you in the same place in his heart that he has had you when he created you in your mother's womb. He still wants you. He still needs you. He will reaffirm his promise to you even after your failure. Look what he did with Abraham. He came back to him and said, I am going to make a permanent covenant. This is after the failure. So be encouraged (laughs) and know that if you fail, You do not lose your position in God's heart. He is still sitting there waiting for you. God doesn't take you out of your position. You take yourself out of your position. But when you get back in your right place, you will see what things begin to turn around. God doesn't go in his heart and say, pluck. Nope, you're going there. That's us. We take ourselves out of that position with God. And the whole time, God, is he has a placeholder there just waiting for us to get back in our right position. When we get back in our right position, he does amazing things. And you know the great thing about God, that even when we're out of our position, he still will bless us. That's what you call mercy. But there's another example of a great that fell short. So let's go on and go to that third one. The third person who fell short, who we consider a great, great inspiration. A lot of us talk about him. I love his story personally. I can't stay out of 2 Samuel and 1 Samuel. And that's King David. When I said 1 Samuel, y'all already knew. Y'all already knew. Especially if you, loyal listeners, y'all know I love me some. 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. So, David was a very faithful man. David was chosen as Israel's king while Israel already had a king because King Saul was not fit to be the king that God wanted. God said that he wanted a man after his own heart. So in 1 Samuel chapter 13, this is when we learn that Saul is no longer going to be king. Verse 14, you have been foolish. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you it was at this time that the Lord would have permanently established your reign over Israel, but now your reign will not endure. The Lord has found a man after his own heart and the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you have not done what the Lord commanded. So then in first Samuel chapter 16, that is where David is actually selected as king. Yes. God told Samuel, About David before he even told David about himself. In chapter 16, God sends Samuel to go find the king and he sends him to Jesse's house. But Jesse has quite a few sons. And so Jesse pulls all of his sons in there and Samuel goes through all of his sons and he's like, no, this is, I'm not seeing the person who God has chosen. So Samuel actually sees one of Jesse's sons and he says, certainly the Lord's anointed one is here before him. And then the Lord says to Samuel in verse seven, do not look at his appearance or his stature because I have rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. Going back to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, where God tells Samuel he has found a man after his own heart. And then further in that chapter, when he sees David, the Lord says to Samuel, this is verse 12, the Lord says, Anoint him, for he is the one. Very faithful, okay? So David, he goes on to do great things. He defeats Goliath. He helps King Saul out in so many ways. He avoids killing Saul because he doesn't want to do that because he's a good person. He knows that the Lord doesn't want him to off Saul. He's very patient. He's very obedient to what God says. You know, he continues on to be such a good person. And then he eventually, he becomes king. But after he becomes king, he runs into an issue. He runs into failure. So let's turn to 2 Samuel chapter 11, where his story of failure is found. In chapter 11, verse 1, we see the first reason that led to David's failure. So verse 1 says, In the spring, when kings march out to war, David sent Joab with his officers in all of Israel. They destroyed the Ammonites, and besieged Rabbah but David remained in Jerusalem. Now first of all scripture very clearly tells us that in the spring kings were supposed to march out to war but instead of going to war David decided to stay in Jerusalem. That was his first mistake. When he was supposed to be at war (laughs) he is on the roof of his palace And he sees a woman bathing. A very beautiful woman, scripture tells us. And then in verse 3, David sends someone to inquire about her. And that person says, that's Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. So, David, knowing that Bathsheba is Uriah's wife, he sends for her anyway. And she comes and he sleeps with her. Now, when they sleep together, she does conceive and she becomes pregnant. And she tells David, hey, I'm pregnant. And so David sends orders to Joab, who is like commander in chief at this moment, because David refused to go to war like he was supposed to. So he sends orders to Joab to send Uriah home. So he had this scheme set up. He was going to send Uriah home. He was going to get Uriah to sleep with his wife so people could think that the child was Uriah's. But when Uriah comes home, he's so very faithful to this army that he refuses to go home and be intimate with his wife. And when David asks him, hey, why won't you go home, be with your wife? Uriah says in verse 11, the ark Israel And Judah are dwelling in tents, and my master Joab and his soldiers are camping in the open field. How can I enter my house to eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As surely as you live, and by your life, I will not do this. Very great warrior, very dedicated. And so, since his plan didn't work, he gets another plan together. This plan is even worse than the plan before. And his second plan. He tells Joab, hey, make sure Uriah is at the front of the battle the next time y'all fight. And the reason he did this is because he wanted to ensure that Uriah would be killed. So Joab does what David says. Just like David planned, Uriah is killed. So after Bathsheba mourns for the appropriate amount of time to mourn, David takes her in and she becomes his wife. And so now that she's pregnant and she's technically his wife now, people want to know what David did. He's covered up his failure that he thinks. Now, David does get back up after his failure and he continues to be faithful. I want to give you proof that David was still faithful still highly regarded in the bible and that proof is found in the genealogy of jesus if you go to matthew chapter one we'll start verse six it says and jesse father king david david father solomon matthew was a little shady he said by uriah's wife he made sure to put that in there (laughs) I said that Matthew was being shady, but I think that Matthew was being very specific to put in that that was Uriah's wife to show that Jesus came from a line of imperfection. But those imperfections still didn't stop Jesus from being on this earth. Whatever God has for you, your failure is not going to stop that unless you allow it to stop you from moving forward. And David didn't allow his failure to stop him from moving forward. David did move forward from his failure. His failure was not his identity. And a lot of times we can make our failures our identity. And that's not what God sees us as. God still saw David as the king after his own heart, even after his failure. So in 2 Samuel chapter 12, God actually sends Nathan to David to tell him about himself, but I don't want to get into the details on how exactly David got up because I want to talk about that in next week's episode because next week's episode is going to go in detail about what comes after failure and how our posture should be after failure. This episode right here was strictly to show you all that even the greatest people can fall. All people are going to fall and we cannot let that fall allow us to become slaves. We cannot become slaves to that fall because that's what the enemy wants. Because if we become slaves to that fall, then we can never move forward to the specifics of what God wants us to do because we will always think, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not great enough. I'm not what God wants me to be. But what I want to point out from Nathan and David's interaction is how David returned to his faithfulness. If we go to verse 13, David says to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. He acknowledged his failure. And if we continue to read down further, we will see that David returns to God. Now, I did mention that at times God will bless our failures, but at times he won't bless our failures. What actually happened with David is the child that him and Bathsheba conceived, that child did die. Nathan continues in verse 13, and the Lord has taken away your sin, you will not die. However, because you treated the Lord with such contempt in this matter, the son born to you will die. And so that child did die. But within that, we didn't see David run away from God. We actually saw him run to God. So when the baby got ill, just like Nathan predicted, David pleaded with God for the boy. Verse 16, David pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted, went home, and spent the night lying on the ground. Lying on the ground, he was praying. That's what that means. And so then when the baby died, what David did in verse 20, David got up from the ground, he washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes, went to the Lord's house and worshiped. He was still faithful. So when you don't receive a blessing from your failure, still praise God, because he spared your life in that failure. He gave you grace. He gave you mercy. So if things didn't particularly go right in your failure, look at the story of David and respond how David responded. He still prayed. He was on the ground praying all night. And he went and worshiped God. We can't let our failures stop us. We have to continue to move forward. So the question I want to ask again is... What comes after failure? What will you do after you have failed? I've given you proof that even the greatest will fall. Romans 3 and 23 again says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all will fall short. But the question is, how will you respond? Will you get back up and keep moving? Or will you stay down and live in your failure? Through this episode, I encourage you all to get up and keep going. Stay in your position that you have in God's heart because he wants you in that position. He has a place for you eternally. Now, next episode, I'm going to tell you all how you respond to your failure, how you move forward from your failure. I'm going to get into that next episode, but I want you to realize that you're not alone in this failure even the greats in the bible failed so i encourage you to get up and keep moving don't let that failure overtake you now i want to give a real quick prayer for everyone out there who has fallen short okay so father god thank you for this episode thank you for getting us through it thank you for all the nuggets that you have given us and thank you for the freedom that you have given the listener to the listener who's fallen short who thought that they didn't have the right place with you anymore, who thought that they couldn't continue to be obedient, who thought that they couldn't continue the ministry, they couldn't continue their marriage, they couldn't continue their career just because they failed. But Lord, I thank you that through this episode, you have shown them, you have shown them, yes, you can continue. Just get up, keep moving. You still have the place in my heart. You still, they still have that permanent covenant with you, God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for sending us down, Jesus, because we we know that without him, we would not to be able to be forgiven of all of our sins that we <laughs> so easily fall into every single time. But we know that with Jesus... We're no longer slaves to our sin. We're no longer slaves to our failure. And we thank you for that, Lord. I pray, Lord, that if it's in your will that you bless their failure, that they are able to see you in their failure. And once they get on the other side, they can have their failure as a testimony. I pray that they realize that their failure does not define them. Their failure is not their identity. Their identity is what you have purposed for them in life, Lord. And I thank you for revealing their identity to them. I pray that they see you, and I pray that they have your strength through this time, Lord. Surround them with your peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, that is all that I have for you all today. But of course, you know that I have two questions that I ask you all every single episode. So what was your key takeaway? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment that down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can comment in the Q&A section. I love to hear from you guys. So please do not hesitate to reach out and let me know. I love to have little discussions with you all in the comment section. And speaking of the comment section, I have to give a very special shout out to everybody who's currently watching with me on the YouTube premiere. I see you. We see each other. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day and spending it with me. I really do appreciate it. If you want to be a part of the YouTube premiere family, I do premiere the episode on Tuesdays over on my YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And during those premieres, you're able to chat with me and everybody else in the premiere real time on the episode. So be sure to... Click the link in my show notes to subscribe to my YouTube channel and then hit the bell notification so you are notified every single time I premiere an episode or whenever I go live. Then I cannot forget all of my audio listeners. What I want y'all to do is go on my social media platform and come in a boat in the comment section so i know that you're listening to me on the audio platforms and i can give you a very special thank you i do appreciate y'all for taking time out and listening to this podcast and then last but not least i have to give a very special shout out to all of my patrons Thank y'all so much for supporting the ministry over and above. It means the world to me and you will be blessed because you are a blessing. If you do not know, I do have a Patreon where I have exclusive content, behind the scenes content, scripture cards, all kinds of bonus episodes, all kinds of things. There are four different tiers. So if you think you'll be interested, please check the link out in my show notes and Select the tier that works best for you. All of those proceeds go to keeping the lights on in the ministry. Then regardless of wherever you are watching or listening, be sure that you share this episode with five of your friends. Sharing is going to help the episode grow and it's going to help that person grow as well. So definitely be a digital disciple and go ahead and share this episode. Then do not forget, y'all, I am challenging you all this month to submit what you are thankful for for the year of 2023. So y'all click the link in the show notes. If you want to email, you can email us or you can DM us on social media. Whatever is easier for you all. We're checking all of those. Challenge you all to do it. okay? And then if you have a very special testimony that you want to actually get on the podcast and share, remember, Testimony Tuesdays are open. You can click that Google form link in the show notes to submit a Google form and me and my team will be in contact with you. But with all that being said, that is all that I have for you all this week. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And I really do pray that it helps you and healed you in some way way remember to come back here same place same time next week so we can get into part three cannot wait for that but with that being said I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed but in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and I will see y'all next week ciao